This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 260 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Happy anniversary to us. Please support our wonderful sponsors as they make this show, Stable Scoop, possible. Our sponsors for this week is Equiscat. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. I am Glenda Geek. And I'm Helena B. And you are listening to a special anniversary show of the Stable Scoop Radio Show right here on the Horse Radio Network. Happy anniversary, Glenn. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. For a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary. But be careful you don't spill it. Happy anniversary. Oh. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. So what did you get me for our anniversary? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I forgot that. I almost forgot it was our anniversary. Jennifer said two weeks ago, she said, or there had been more planning for this particular episode. Jennifer said two two weeks ago, she said, you realize she was looking through the records and she said, you realize your first show was on August 8th of 2008. That's when it came out and it was the Stable Scoop show. And that's when we're recording this one on August 8th also. So she said, yeah, that was the first Stable Scoop show five years ago, 260 episodes. That's crazy. I, we never, did you ever think it would go this long? No way. <laughs> no way. started it. And I went back, Jennifer did a nasty thing to us today. She played the first, we, we always play a recorded show on Horses in the Morning on Thursdays. Yeah. And she played the first two episodes on of the Stable Scoop show. <gasps> oh, that's <laughs> mean. That's dirty mean. It is, because it's like, and the way she introduced it, I know it's funny, the way she introduced it, she said, listeners, this is like when we show the baby pictures that nobody wants to see when they're grown up. These are Glenn and Helena's baby pictures, these two episodes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and what you know what I realized? I went back to our website to go back and, you know, try and listen. Yeah. There weren't even players on the first couple of episodes. There was no way you could even listen to it on our website. Well, how did you how did it work? Well, what did happened you go to is, iTunes? It's been 5 years, you know, technology, you know, it was a good point uh Wendy brought up yesterday, you know, when we were talking about it being our 5 year anniversary, she said, you know, technology's come a long way when you guys first started. It must have been difficult. And it was, remember we had trouble with it. Uh we had trouble one t- teaching people how to listen to it. The only way they could listen to it was on the website. Um, and the, we had a trouble getting actual players that would play the MP3 play, files. So we went through a bunch of different players on the website, and I think what happened was as we replaced players, the, the ones in the early episodes broke, and we just never noticed. Uh, oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> we just never know. We were too busy looking forward. We didn't, we well, weren't thinking yeah. about. I mean, you or I are always working on what's going to be the next show. You know, we're, we're never <laughs> what happened five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so happy anniversary, my friend. I, I tell you, I still look forward to chatting with you every week. It's always an adventure. And I want to thank you for putting up with me for, and my ADD for five years. Uh, well, that's okay. And the only reason I could put up with it is because of me and my ADD. That's <laughs> pretty much true. <laughs> like, what? Where are you going, Glenn? Okay, fine. Right. And we want to thank the listeners. There are listeners that have been with us from day one. And we call them our legacy listeners and who have listened to every episode. Uh, so, you know, whether you're a new listener, whether you joined us, you know, a while ago or, or have listened to us from the very beginning, happy anniversary to all of you as well. And thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we never thought we'd have the, the number of listeners that we do. And uh, it's, it's just 
fun to know. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to do today. Uh, We're not going to do a whole lot. It's just going to be Helene and I chatting about some of the fun episodes that we've done in the past. And, and hopefully we won't get ourselves into trouble, trouble. when we do so, because you know what happens when we don't have a lot of guests and Glenn and I start talking. Yeah. <laughs> things start happening. Well, uh, we do have Jody Werner, uh, our usual monthly guest with the Her Dear Murray column. We'll chat with her for a couple minutes here coming up. And then you're going to tell us a little later in the show about an adventure you had yesterday. Yes, yes. So, I am. And that was with, uh, with a friend oh, of ours. You want me to tell you now? You can tease it. Okay, we can tease it. Yes, a friend of ours, a friend of the Horse Radio Network, a guest we've had on, very talented, top shelf kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, he did a clinic up here in um, in the in New England. Daniel Stewart. Yes. So we'll we'll hear all about uh, your adventures yesterday with Daniel. It's always fun spending time with him. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And seeing him do his work. <clears throat> it's yeah. always fun seeing him do his work. So let's go, let's do this. Let's go to Dear Murray first and uh, do our usual Dear Murray column. And uh, that is with Joni Werder of Misfit Designs. And of course, you can find Dear Murray just by searching for that on Facebook. Let's go to Jody first, and then it'd be Helene and I for the rest of the hour. Well, hey, Jody, and welcome back for this monthly edition of Dear Murray. Well, good morning, Glenn and Helena. It's good to talk to you, and I understand that this is your five-year anniversary with the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Yes, as we're recording this, it is. It is our Well, happy anniversary. That's quite a milestone. Thank Thank you. you. It is a milestone. Yeah, we never thought we'd get past two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Like 12 listeners. (laughs) But here we are. Have you got a special celebration planned, or are you just going to carry on? Just us. We're going to chat today, and uh, you are our only guest, and then it's just Helene and I for the rest of the show, having a little fun, and uh, I put some statistics together, so of all the uh, numbers here for the last five years, and we'll be going into our sixth year starting next week. And well, it, that's fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you. And that's ironic, too, because we're going to be together next week, Helene and I, and we're never together. So <gasps> That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh, that'll together. be so much fun. Oh, we'll celebrate. Yes. We're going to be together next uh, next weekend at the American Equestrian Trade Association. So uh, and we, it's been a while since we've been together at that, too. So it, it should be fun. Well, great. Well, now we are doing our uh, monthly Dear Murray column and uh, to find out what he's up to over there. So what have you got for us this month? Well, today we're talking about calming supplements. Murray got a very short but to-the-point letter that said, Dear Murray, I hear a lot about calming supplements. What are they and what exactly do they do? And it's signed by a horse named Already Calm. (laughs) Dear Already Calm, calming supplements are usually powders that humans mix with a treat and feed to you. As soon as you eat them, an amazing thing happens. Your human relaxes. (laughs) They're immediately overcome with feelings of well-being and the certainty that you are not going to do anything bad. They totally chill. And you have a wonderful ride because they do not clamp up on you like a Venus flytrap every time you blow your nose. I do not know who invented calming supplements, but they are the best thing to come along since beer. <laughs> how true is this? <laughs> since beer. It's always been interesting to me how much of your ride is psychological and how when you think your horse is going to do something bad, surprise, he does something bad. And when you think he's going to be calm, you relax and surprise, he relaxes. So I'm not sure which one needs the calming supplement, actually. <sighs> Um, I, I, <laughs> no I, comment. I, I just, I <laughs> no comment. Of course, calming supplement is in air quotes because yeah. that means different things to different people. A calming supplement. I've tried every calming supplement there is. So I get on my just, horse and I'm like, meditate. You I do were just own. using them on the wrong being. Really? Oh. And, and when they when they're testing for banned substances, I think they need to be testing people, not horses. Wow, that's starting actually in the Olympics uh, the next time. So, <laughs> let's, uh, well, you know what? I th- think the horses would object. <laughs> Let their people self-medicate. I think the horses want their people to have the calming supplements. Exactly. exactly. See, all these years you they were feeding protest. it to your horse, Selena. You were giving it to the wrong per- wrong one. Well, that was my problem. I never fed anything calming to my horse. <laughs> I just sat there like, why am I on the ground again? <laughs> I was a little. I'm a little slow to 
to the game. But it is yeah. true. And this, you know, when uh, when I worked for a certain company that did a lot of supplements, the calming supplements were one of the biggest supplements we sold. They sort of still are. It's amazing how many tubes of of calming substances fly off the shelves in some of the tax stores I frequent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is true. When we had our tax shop, we would sell a lot of them. And, you know, it's it's usually people, and you're right, it's usually type A personalities who are coming in. What what are they on the uh, the Chinese scale there, Helena? Fires. It's okay. usually uh, the type A personalities who are coming in who are totally, you know, whacked out of their mind going, I need to get a calming supplement for my horse. No, so <laughs> I think you need to get a calming supplement for yourself. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's usually that same person that's doing that. That is true. Although I tell you, we have had a few horses over the years that I don't think calming supplements would have helped. Uh, well, that's true. It depends on <laughs> what you're starting with, and the word calm can be relative. That That is true. <laughs> that's funny. So you've never used them at all, Helena, on any of your horses? No. No. I, did, I have never used them either, amazingly enough, and I've always had thoroughbreds, so... I've been blessed with a couple of the laziest thoroughbreds on the planet, though, which is reflected in their less-than-stellar racing career. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first I, hackney was a nut job. I mean, he was, he, in not, uh, through no fault of his own, he was a roadster pony, and the way they train those roadster ponies, they basically train them to be crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, wh- when we did stuff with him, we didn't use a comic supplement, but we used Kava Kava, and Kava Kava does the same thing. So um, we had to use it for him when the farrier would come out or the farrier wouldn't do him because he'd stand up on his back two legs the whole time, which made it very well, difficult to do the back feet. Well, imagine so. how you would feel if someone were coming to nail your shoes on your feet. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. We actually had a horse in our barn what, that we called Wingnut. That was his name. Wingnut. That wasn't his name, but that's what we called him. <laughs> so you can imagine that calming supplements were definitely in order for Wingnut. <laughs> Well, this is great. Thank you so much again, Jody. This is fun. I love his answers. Where can you find more of Dear Murray? You can find Dear Murray on Facebook. Just search for Dear Murray, and either his page will come up or you'll get a page with this big old burly-looking guy with a beard. That's not the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the other one? Now now you got me curious. There's apparently another Dear Murray out there. He gives advice on things unrelated to the horse world. So if you get a big burly guy with a beard... That's the wrong page. Go for the cute bay with a star. You're on the right page. (laughs) Okay, good. Good to know. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jody. You're welcome, and happy happy birthday again, and many more. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Helena, let's start with some statistics. What do you think? I I put some together here uh, so that uh, give you an idea of the the vast numbers that we have done. Because not only is this the anniversary of Stable Scoop, but it's also the anniversary of the Horse Radio Network. Uh, you know, Stable Scoop was the first show and the first episode in the Horse Radio Network, but it was because of Stable Scoop that the Horse Radio Network evolved and became what it did. So I have numbers for both. First of all, Stable Scoop, we've had 260 episodes. We have yeah. never missed a week. I'm very proud of that. Wow. You know, That's we, a big deal. Even if we've had a re- rerun or we played replays or whatever, you know, we don't do that too often either. Uh, we have never missed a week in five years. Uh, you know, it, with pod- and a lot has happened in five years. How many times have we moved? Yes. You moved <laughs> Probably one, five times. two, three. You moved, <laughs> wait, to uh, Southeastern Mass, Kentucky. Okay, so you had three moves, four moves. Four moves, actually, yeah. Right, one in Florida. Yeah. So you've moved four times. I moved once. Yep, that's um, right. You got a new horse. I got two new horses. Lost one. Got unmarried. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. What else happened? We've had Lyme flare-ups. Yep. We've had PMS days. <laughs> we've had divorces. You broke your leg and were laid up for a year. Oh my God! We've had surgeries. Yeah. I tore my ACL. How, how soon you forget, there, Helena? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Holy cow, we've had a lot of, a lot of, uh... A lot of life has gone on in the last five years. A lot of life has gone on. I mean, we started out in Massachusetts, and look where we are now. We're down here in uh, Florida. We've got as far south as we could go. You're in Ocala, yeah. Yeah. I moved south, too, south of Boston. (laughs) Yeah, you at least got out of Massachusetts. 
I got out of Massachusetts, yeah. And I got to a nice breezy coastal town where the bugs are few. Yeah, I mean, that town is really made for you. It's, it's, It's your place. It is my place. Although we found another place that could be your place. I'll have to tell you about it later in the show. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you about it. Okay. So Stable Scoop, uh, we've had over 400 guests on Stable Scoop over the last five years. Wow, that's a lot of friends. Yeah. And we've had some terrific guests. I mean, that we really have made friends with. Yeah. um, And have become friends. That's the best thing about about this job is that the, the, the invitations from the people we have had on the show are so genuine and heartfelt and they're so wide and varied. Like I know that I can get on a plane at any time and go visit any one of these people and be welcomed in like I was family. Absolutely right. Yep. Yep. And of course, I mean, I think that's just indicative of the horse population in general. Yes, in our I country, agree. in the world, you, you just you stick together. You, well, and horse people always want to show off their horses. And what, want somebody and new to farms. go ride with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We either want to show off our horses, our farms. Um, yep. Or just want somebody to go we, ride with. <laughs> yeah, or we just need somebody to ride with. Or somebody, or we need advice. What do you think I should do with my muck pile? Yep. Do you think my mare is too hot? <laughs> you know. Well, we've had five horse husband episodes and five horse wives episodes mm. uh, now over the time. And remember, we did that kind of as a lark. When we first did the first one, it was kind of, oh, this would be funny. Let's just do this. And then it turned out to be our most listened to episodes. So we kept doing it. <laughs> now, the most listened to episode ever on on the stable scoop and we have people that are go- still going back to this day and listening to almost all the past episodes except for the first couple that you couldn't listen to if you wanted to um that's fixed now there's actually a player on this but uh the most listened to episode ever was just recently and that was episode 247 and that's the one where i came out of the closet um that was the lime and people episode Uh, And that's the one where I came out and talked about my line for the first time. Well, what happened with that episode is it got picked up by a couple of the Lime groups on Facebook. And they promoted it. And then other Lime groups promoted it. And it really took off. And that episode is has 10 times more downloads than our next closest episode. Yeah, that was a big deal, that episode. Yeah. And, you know, we don't usually we don't do serious a whole lot. But, you know, we're. Obviously, that we couldn't do that episode without being serious, but um, but it, I'm glad that it, it, you know, and how many emails did we get off of that episode? A bunch of emails of people who who thanked us and who, you know, who really appreciated it. So, so ironically, that episode turned out to be, now second is, is the, uh, a lot of the horse husband episodes were in there. And I think that's just because the horse wives want to listen to what the guys are bitching about. But you know, that's, <laughs> no, not what they're bitching about. Just that's pretty much what it was. Actually, those episodes turn out to be love fests. I, I, I initially, when we started the first one, if you listen to it, it's a lot different than the fifth one. Um, you know, the, we, we, we did a lot more bitching in the first one. And then it got into, you know, by the last one, everybody was like, oh, my wife's wonderful. It's like, hey, guys, <laughs> trying to do comedy here. <laughs> I know, get all serious. Horse Radio Network, get this, we now have over 100,000 listeners in 40 countries. 100,000. 100,000. Yeah, in 40 countries. Listeners. We have 3,034 episodes. With wait, 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 say that again? 3,034 episodes as of when I counted this morning. Holy cow. Approximately 4,200 different guests. Over 4,000 different guests have been part of the Horse Radio Network. And millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads um, for all the different shows. So, yeah, the numbers are, are, are actually have gotten to be staggering. And, of course, we couldn't have done it without our sponsors. We've had some terrific sponsors over the years and some, you know, legacy sponsors, I call them, sponsors that have been with us since the very beginning. Uh, you know, they started with us, Kentucky Performance Products, Equestrian Collections were two that really started with us in the very beginning and have been with us ever since. Yeah. Um, you know, and then all of our other terrific sponsors along the way as well. But uh, those two... You know, I wanted to. They they knew what they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, Bless which was nothing when we first started. <laughs> okay, we can't promise that anybody's listening, but you know what? It'll be fun. <laughs> it's, that's we didn't care if anybody was listening at the time, and you know what? That's probably what made it so good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, <laughs> we, were, didn't we didn't care. You know, we, we, were, 
when I, I don't think we care still. <laughs> when I first, when I first, when I went back and listened to some of the, you know, some pieces of the first like ten episodes we did, we really had this as a news show. We were covering news. Oh, I know, but that became too difficult. Well, yeah, and it got our ADD kicked in, and we got bored with it. And yeah. <laughs> that, that all stopped. kinds of stuff we had to do, rules we had to follow. <laughs> like, forget that. Yeah. Let's just do what we want to do. We'll do call it anymore. entertainment. So we gave up on that real quick. Yeah, it was about episode ten where we weren't doing news anymore. But I mean, I was looking through some of the guests that we've had and some of the fun things that we've done over, you know, over the years. Uh, you know, some of the live shows that we've done together, we've been at Ada together. We're going to be at Ada together again next week, as we mentioned. So uh, we're going to have some fun being at the American Equestrian Trade Association again. Uh, you're coming down, so uh, so we'll we'll get to do uh, we'll get to do a show together there. Yeah. So we we did one a couple of years ago. Um, we horseball. I'm looking at. I'm just going through the list of episodes. You know, we've done. Some serious episodes. Remember, back at, uh, years ago, there were all those polo deaths, and we had Dr. Paradon to talk about Ugh, it. God, yeah. Um, and, you know, but that seems like just yesterday. I can remember the conversation with him, you know, and yet that was five years ago. I know. Um, God. You know, when you look at these, Pet Finder, we had Pet Finder on a couple times, and we're talking about rescuing, and, and uh, look, well, I just right, rescued a pony. the Pet Finders. Yeah. Would you do go to our archive and, like, scroll down? Yeah, I'm just scrolling down through the archives here uh, of all the different shows that we've done. We did product shows way back when, right before Christmas, we had Valley Vet on. I don't even remember that. <laughs> Valley the... Vet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, we did a radio. Remember? Wait, do you remember the fabulous Twitter episode? Oh, we yes, had, we did a couple of those. I forgot about those. We need to do a Twitter episode again. That was awesome. What we did was, well, if you've missed them, what we did was we got, what, 10, 12, 15 Twitter people, uh, followers of us on Twitter that had businesses or just farms or whatever, and we, they came on the show and we gave them, we gave them what, two minutes. I think it was two uh, about minutes. that, yeah. Yeah, because we wanted it to be like Twitter, short and sweet. Yeah, actually, I think it was a minute 30. Oh, that's right. They had a minute 30. 30 to tell us about their business. And that was it. We cut them off. <laughs> that's a minute 30. But it was good. We had like, um, well, that's when we first heard from the the Gypsy Vanner people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Horselicious. That was awesome. Yeah, we had to, and Dappled Gray. Now, Molly Knott from Dappled Gray, she was barely on the radar back then. That is true. And she you, was barely on the radar, and now she is one of the biggest, most well-sponsored um, equestrian-style blogs out there. We did a show. This was back. Um, this was about a year in, in two thousand nine, and uh, talk about growing and and becoming <laughs> becoming something that we are now part of. Is we did a show called uh, Top Ten Most Influential Horsewomen. And it was off an article on uh, Horse South did. And they put together the top 10 most influential horsewomen. And number one was Tootie Bland, A Road to the Horse. And we had Tootie on. And Road to the Horse was a small, not a large event back then. And look where it is now. Now it's at the Kentucky Horse Park. We're part of that this year. You know, yep. we, we've uh, partnered with Road to the Horse to be one of their uh, radio sponsors. And, you know, we're going to be talking about Road to the Horse over the next year. We're going to be going to Road to the Horse. And we're going to be broadcasting from there. So, you know, that was something that came out of an interview we did five years ago uh, with, with Tootie. And I'm looking at the list of people that were in the top ten. Let's go down through this list. Okay. To, and we'll see how many of them have been on our shows. Tootie Bland okay. was on. Lynn okay. Palm, we've had on. Uh, Jane Savoy has been on a couple times. Wait, where are you seeing this list? It's on episode 72 of okay. uh, Stable Scoop. 72. So oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. it is. Say Stacy Westfall has been on the show. Oh, I know, uh, Stacy. Sylvia Scott. I'm not sure about that one. I can't remember. You know, it's hard when you have 400 guests to remember it all. Julie Goodnight became a good friend of the network. has been on many times. Yeah, um, yeah. Carrie Kent from Carrots. How many times have we talked to her over at Ada? I mean, and had a good time with her. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Pierce. Um, Touched uh, by a horse. Touched by, I think she was on. Yeah. Templeton Thompson's been one of our become one of our best friends. We play. She's her music. family. Yep. she's officially family. Yep. Yeah. we play her music all the time. We met her because of that. <laughs> um, Jody Hendrickson. I don't remember her. A fringe cowgirl. And then Susan Ebert of Horses or South. Of course, we you know we had her on. She was the one that put this article together. Yeah. So talk about going down memory lane. 
Wow. I'm looking at some of the other ones we did. Um, uh, Monty Roberts. Monty's been on I a did a one on one with Monty. Remember that? Yes, you did. You did a whole so hour the, with Monty trying to keep the, up. <laughs> oh my God. That was the hardest interview ever. It's just because for Monty me. is just, uh, you know, he's so. Focused. Monty's on a program, yeah, man. He's, he's so like, focused. I'm Monty Roberts and I got a message. And get out of my way because my message is coming out, which is great because he's heard by so many people and has helped so many people. But when you're just little old me trying to ask Monty Roberts some serious questions. Well, and I, can, <laughs> I think I can make this announcement now um, that you brought it up because we always make the good announcements on Stable Scoop. We've had Monty Roberts' daughter on too, Debbie. And Debbie, you know, we, we love Debbie. We love Debbie. We met her in person. She's a wonderful person. She is going to be starting her own show here on the Horse Radio Network in the next month, and it's called Horsemanship Radio. So uh, she'll have all kinds of different guests on talking about horsemanship. It's perfect. Uh, you know, Monty- and you know what. Debbie's a really great person, too. She's very um, articulate. Yes. She's very down-to-earth. She's a fantastic businesswoman and has a really nice disposition. She's very easy to listen to. Um, well, just really one of those... crap. I mean, she... She really does. Her, but yeah. she doesn't... She's not arrogant. She's not pompous about it. Um, just very articulate and very professional and kind. So when I say, yay, we love Debbie, those are the top 10 reasons why we love her. And so it was just a really good fit, right, for her to have yes, it was. the show. And, you know, I'm looking through the others. Darlene Newman of Equitrekking. She's become Yay. a good friend of ours over the years. Been on many, many times, and, and we love Darlie. Emmy uh, award-winning. Yes. Gina Don't. Miles was one of our first guests and has oh been back God. many, many times. We love Gina. I almost pooped myself with that one. <laughs> maybe, maybe I did. Almost isn't quite. <laughs> yeah, she was on at the very beginning. Right after she won the silver medal. Yes. Yes, it was. It was right after. That is right. I remember putting the mute button on going, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> dumb question, Helena. I, I asked her some stupid questions. I was like, that was dumb. That was dumb. <sighs> but had- I do remember asking her about McKinley because Gina's a petite woman. Yeah, she's and not, McKinley not too was much huge. bigger than you, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's like, what, 17, one, 17, 17 hands, 17, one. He's a big guy. And I remember asking her how if he rode big – you know, and um, because sometimes, like sometimes I get up on horses and people are like, oh, that's a big horse or, oh, that's a little horse. And I never feel a horse's height ever. I, I just, I never feel like I'm up way too high or even if I'm on a pony, you, it just doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't factor into my, my brain at the time. So I was wondering if it did for her. And of course she said no, but do you remember she said she had somebody, um, she had to have someone ride him. For her in certain circumstances, oh, someone yeah, that just yeah, had a little yeah. bit more influential seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I I took to mean another hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was probably one of the most um, interesting questions I think I ever came up with. Not not quite interesting questions, but interesting answers. It was really very enlightening. Yeah, I know you were a little intimidated by that one. I had met her before at Rolex, I think. Um, whereas where I had met her before. Uh, and talk to her about coming on the show. And then Anna Twinney, you know, of, uh, you know, we've had her on so many times of reaching out to horses and, you know, our animal communicator friend. And I did a one-on-one, remember, with her um, talking about animal communication and, you know, I, you know, going yeah, around. Yeah, you were trying to, like, debunk I, it. Yeah, I was. And I didn't do a very good job with no, her. No, you didn't. And she was and, such a good sport to do that show, too. She really was. And she's been, um, again, another become part of the horse radio family definitely definitely um i'm looking at some others you know uh that we've talked frankie lovato became a friend of ours and is on our shows all the time now the equisizer man yeah, and we had him on back in 2009 he was he you know he was in the just you know in the beginning of the second year with us uh has become such a good friend of ours it's this is so interesting looking back at this list and realizing angela from horse girl tv yeah has been on many times. Well, what about um, what about our show titles? Oh yeah, you can't keep one every <laughs> right, when, when Glenn and I first um, <laughs> log on to our virtual studio, one of the things we do is we go over the notes for each each week's show. We have it's not exactly a script, but they're called show notes, and um, and we decide the morning we're going to record what the title of the show is going to be. About, usually, 
about five minutes before the show starts. <laughs> about five minutes before the show. And we, we could plan well in advance, but we don't because we end up having just a boatload of fun trying to figure out a show title on the fly. And um, I think, actually, Glenn, I think it does help get our brains in the mood for for recording it that does, day. Yeah. But because it's um, funny. <laughs> we should so, record that, actually. Well, it ends up being really funny, of course, like everything. <laughs> we tried to start out serious, and we just made a mess of it, which was funny. So, um. Here's a couple of like, I'm just going to read through a couple of funny ones. Like episode seven, riding an ugly horse can get you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we have? Well, Desperate Horsewives was always funny. Horse Husbands, a 12-step program. Poop eating worms and other Olympic news. That was awesome. Poop eating worms. <laughs> uh, what was another good one? Oh, geez, we got kind of boring in the middle there. Yeah, we did. We, what happened there? I think, I don't know what happened there. We got, we did get boring for a while. We got really the boring. Big, Look at that. We did a big one called The Big Boot Show. The Big uh, Boot Show. Yeah. That was good. And then um, we had, yeah, I guess The Wild West Comes to Stable Scoop. That wasn't a very crazy, crazy title. We had, well, you know what? We had actually some kind of serious shows in there because we, we were following... Um, Kathleen, who was riding across the United States. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, we had, well, I think the Olympics were in there, you know, in between. We had Hot Guys, Goals, and Foals. That was kind of funny. Zebras, Zorses, and Zonkeys. Remember that one? Yes. 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 I remember that one. Stud Duck. Stud winning. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I can always tell which ones were mine because they're just slightly off color. <laughs> Helena's Lucky 13. I don't know. What was that one about? I don't know. I don't know what that one was about. Helena's Lucky. She that- drives like oh. the boys. That must have been uh, Wendy or somebody. It was the 13 pounds I lost. It was oh. when I lost. Yeah. That's when you became a little person. Yeah. 99 yeah. Ways Not to Kill Your Horse was with that book, remember? We yep. had the author of that book on. Oh, and then yep. you guys did talk about serious episodes. You guys, uh, it was you and Jamie, I believe, had a wonderful uh, two shows with uh, with Madeline Pickens. That was a big deal because she was she was pouring a boatload of money into. She still is. Uh, <laughs> I know into Mustang Monument and helping to save the American Mustangs. That woman is amazing. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely. a really good interview. Yep. The turtle yoga, and I hung up my bridle today. Oh, remember we poem. all bawled, we cried. <laughs> What's your poem? You, you sent me that poem, and you're like, Lena, you need to read this on the show. And I'm like, oh, I can't. It's so sad. <laughs> and you forced me to do it. Oh, and then we got into trouble when we did the carriage horses of New York. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we went back and forth on that one. Remember that we got into it. I'll tell you what we've we've gained some influence too in our time um, here in the Horse Radio Network. Nobody would even look at us when we tried to get press passes for the first Rolex. It was like I had to like send over a a, a a book on why we should get press passes and who we were. They had no idea who we were. Yeah. So now that's changed. I mean, and getting guests to come on the show was a nightmare because nobody knew who we were. Nobody could find us and nobody could figure out how to listen. So, and yeah, we still got good ones. <laughs> yeah, we got good ones. We, um, we beg. Uh, we beg. <laughs> but now that's a whole lot easier than it used to be, too. Now we have people writing to us all the time wanting to be on the shows. It's, it's a yeah. whole lot different now. Uh, now we have an app. Don't forget to download our app. Go to uh, the iTunes store or the uh, or the iPhone app store or the Android app store and just search for Horse Radio Network and you'll get that. It was soon after we started this show that we did the t- I started the 2010 radio show. Right. Because we lived in Lexington and I wanted to do a show about the World of Question Games. Because to be honest, I didn't know anything about the World of Question Games to that point. Nope. So it was a way for me to learn too. And then Samantha joined in. Um on the yep. World Equestrian Games radio show. And then we started some of the other shows uh, began. And, uh, and, and for those of you that have asked me over the, over the period of time, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, why didn't Helena come on the morning show? I did offer Helena the horses in the morning show before we ever looked around. It was just timing and your work schedule wouldn't allow it. So Well, no, it was because I had a, my daughter was, oh, yeah, uh, that was her school then. hours. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we record, you know, first thing in the morning and um, 
she was young. What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it had to do with, it interfered with mom, mom schedule. Things. Yeah. And you were working a lot of different clients then too. So yes, 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 yes. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but that's okay. Cause she, you know, that opened the door for Jamie to come on board. And of course, Jamie is, um, I miss Jamie. I want her to come out to Ada again and we need to have, you know, what we need to do. Here we go. Set it up, make it work. We need to have a horse radio network party down in Florida in right winter. after the new year. <laughs> yeah. Right after the new year when everybody's going down there for, you know, um, WEF and all that other stuff. And we're going to have a big party. We should do that. I mean, we have the place we can do it here now, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 have the, we have the place for it. And we, we you know, we, we've often talked about going to a dude ranch, all the hosts getting together with, the, you know, and inviting listeners to come along to a dude ranch. Yeah, uh, I think we should just have a, you know, like, feel the love horse radio network party. In Florida, done, done deal, done and done. <laughs> so anyone who's fun. ever been a guest on the show, with that 4,000 yeah, people? <laughs> 4,000 people. I'm not buying beer for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll charge admission. Yeah. <laughs> or make it a... Um, make it a uh, 100,000 listeners, don't forget. <laughs> make it a potluck. Show up with a dish. 4,000 guests. Um, no, seriously, we'll have a big party. You know, we've had some shows come and go, too, over the years. We've had uh, some that have made it and some that haven't, just like any other network. You know, just like TV, you know, some shows make it and some don't, and that's some get canceled. You know, that's, that's what happens. We have some new ones coming on. We're recording tomorrow uh, the first kids' show that we've ever done. Uh, it'll be episode one of Blades Kids Radio, or Blaze Kids Radio, and Blaze is the magazine for kids in the horse world, and they have a ton of subscribers, Yeah, and they're putting that together. It's going to be much more fun. It's uh, actually hosted by the publisher of the magazine, plus a 12-year-old, uh, 12-year-old girl who's horse crazy, and they're both going to be hosting it. And then uh, we'll have a lot more, you know, there'll be, there's going to be, you know, there's some fun little segments and they'll do little interviews, but there'll be a lot more fun music and sound effects and things. So, so. so we have Debbie's Horsemanship show that's coming up, yep. the Blaze Kids show, Chasing a Fox is having our, we're having our own show. Yeah, that's right. That's coming we, up soon, right? We had to talk about that, soon. by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, yeah, we got lots of stuff. What else is coming up? What other new shows well, do we have? One of the things we've done on the morning show is, is we, you know, we've been, since Jamie was pregnant, she couldn't do five days a week anymore. So we went back to doing three days a week live, and we did recorded the other two days. And I was doing a music show and something like, some stuff like that. Well, now we've opened that up, and uh, we've got we partnered with a lot of people. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning show, we're going back to live, and we're doing special episodes every month. So, like this week, we Equus Now uh, Rose from Equus Now came on, and and she's doing a tech talk. She's calling it, and she books the guests, and I co-host with her. Next week, uh, Karen Chatton, uh, endurance rider, is coming on, and she's going to do an endurance show once a month. And then we have an emergency preparedness show once a month, and we're working on some others. A couple breed organizations are going to pick up some of the other shows. So there are special episodes that'll be just once a month, but they'll make the, you know they'll be on horses in the morning, and they'll fill in those spots to make them live again. So and they're good content, you know, it's good content, and and just gives us a broader audience too. Mm, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so that that's cool. All kinds of stuff are going on. Yeah, so there's the apps. I think the apps are good. The hundreds and hundreds of people are downloading the apps and listening to the shows. That way we've gotten no complaints. I've been a lot, a lot of people saying they love the app. It just makes it so easy to listen. So uh, if you haven't downloaded it yet, just go over and, and do that. But one of our sponsors, can I mention that before we go on? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Gotcha. One of gotcha. our sponsors. You're like, oh no, what's she up guy, to now? <laughs> is the guy who did the app for us, and that is from Equisketch Records. Uh, he is a very smart guy. He's a horse husband, and his wife uh, has a farm and is a dressage rider. And that's the reason he designed the apps, was to help her run her business. And Equisketch Records is an app where you can put in information about all your horses, about your students about your barn, uh, your shows. You can put in show information. And what it does is it helps you keep track of everything. It helps you eliminate that big pile of papers on your desk that you say, oh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i know when my cognizance is coming up next because I'm going to put the paper on this pile and I'll know exactly where it is. And then the pile gets shifted around and then you, you go to look for the cognizance. You can't find it. You have no idea when you had it done. And what do you do? You end up calling the vet. 
So this app, you you just get it, you get it, your phone out of your pocket, you type in the date that you do things. Jennifer does it. She keeps track of our horses in there, and she just types it in at the end of the day. You know, whatever happened that day, we gave them wormer, we gave them shots, which shots we gave them when the wormers do again, and it has automatic reminders built in. So it pops up on your phone. It's wormer day. And that way you don't forget. So it is a cool app. It's EquiSketch Records. Just search for it. It's only on the iPhone, iPad, uh, and iPod right now. Um, but he'll, he's working on an Android version of it. But you can find it if you're an Apple user. Just search for EquiSketch Records for the price of a couple cup of, couple of cups of coffee. Cup, 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 you cup, can cup. keep track of your records better than you ever have before. So check it out. It's really cool. It really does work. We're using it. Jennifer's using it. <laughs> She's keeping track. The little... truth comes out. You see, you just let him talk, and eventually <laughs> he just talks pony. himself into a hole. <laughs> it's great entertainment for me, and I'm sure for all you listeners. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's talk about where you were yesterday, and then at, at the end of the show, I got to talk a little bit about my new pony because we have to come up with a name. You know, we've called him PT, and that stands for poor thing because that's what everybody was saying. But he's looking better. I mean, he's looking a lot better now. He's gaining weight. He's 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 a terrific little pony. So I think he's a keeper. And uh, now I have to come up with an official name for him. So we'll talk about that later. But you yesterday were, were doing something fun. I was doing something crazy fun. I attended uh, my second Daniel Stewart clinic here in Rhode Island. I've, I've been to two of his um, elsewhere. But this was, um, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to ride in this one. My horse wasn't quite ready for the level of jumping that they were doing. So I audited the clinic. I also ended up helping out by being Daniel's scribe, which was a whole lot of fun and a clinic in its own way. Um, so we had 12 riders in three groups at various levels of, um, I guess, scale, you could say. But really, it was like various levels of life, pl- their places in their life, you know, because we had like mature riders and young riders and everybody was all together. But Daniel set up, it was his, um, it was a mounted sports psychology clinic. So he sets up a particular exercise that's called the playground. And it's a series of jumps, jumping combinations, a double, a bounce, a shoot, diagonal. Well, let's, and, before you go on, let's remind everybody who Daniel is. Uh, for oh, those that don't right. know, he is a clinician and uh, sp- really deals in the world of sports psychology. He wrote a book called Ride Right. Yes. And um, yes. we've had him on the shows before. He's worked with Pony Club. He's worked with the U.S. teams. He's He's been around. The, yeah, he's been a USCT yeah. coach um, yeah. both in the United States and in Europe. One of the things that they do is for um, Olympic riders that obviously that compete overseas, they, um, they actually place coaches in European countries to ride and train there, which actually helps the riders or the competitors transition and compete more effectively in foreign nations. So, um, that was part of his job. Daniel is when I say quality top shelf coach, um, he's one of the best I've seen. Absolutely knows his stuff and is really, really good at teaching it, at sharing the information. Um, just, I I mean, I've been involved in all kinds of sports. I was a serious skier and lacrosse player and obviously equestrian. Um, and so of all those three sports, he's, by far one of the best coaches I've ever met. Yep, I agree. And a super, super nice guy. And funny. Oh, God. He adds That's... humor, which really makes, it, which really helps. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so he did this clinic. He travels in the summer. He does his private clinics um, year-round, but then in the summer he goes on tour and um, just bounces from clinic to clinic. And uh, we were on, we um, scheduled a clinic for our area and our little community of riders and it was great. I mean, it was um And what did you great. do? Were you auditing? Were you helping? Or Well, I was auditing, but I ended up helping. So I ended up scribing. So as each rider would go through this pattern of jump combinations, the pressure would be on. So it was a pressure-proofing clinic. It's how to ride under pressure. And Danny would put the pressure on each rider by having them ride a particular pattern of jumps. And he would call the pattern out right before they would go to ride it. Like you have two seconds to memorize the pattern, ride it without breaking any of the rules that were set forth for the clinic to start with. 
And he so, really does try and push them to the breaking point till they're in, you know, and then bring you're them like, back, right? Yeah, 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 until yeah. your eyes are spinning around. And yeah. that's the idea, is to create pressure. It's, I don't want to say it's gentle pressure. It's pressure, but it is, it's not negative pressure. It's just mental pressure. Right. Of riding. Right. Um, and of course, whatever pressure your mount brings to you depends not only on how you ride this little course, but how your horse handles the course and then how um, it puts pressure on the relationship between the rider and the horse. It's just a really great way to put pressure in a controlled environment. And then through the course of the clinic, you, um, you learn about how to manage your own anxiety and release some of the pressure that you're riding under, which is almost always self-imposed. And then after the riding part, we have a seminar that um, where Daniel gives you tools, a lot of mental tools on how to um, prepare for your, your rides. And, and it's not just competitive. It's any situation where you might have pressure. So he gives a, you know, a series of mental tools that you can put in your little toolkit and pull out when you need them. It's really good stuff. So I, So my job yesterday so i'm like oh i can't ride this is a really good clinic blah 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 so i have to scribe so every time a rider goes i have to mark down their faults so i have to remember their little course i have to remember the rules i have to remember everything the rider has to remember the only thing i don't have to do is ride it and at the end of each ride i have to mark down their faults well i'm an idiot (laughs) okay Let's just get that out there. I'm an idiot. I can't do all this. I couldn't ride it, and I certainly couldn't write it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, what was that? Bounce, double, diagonal, shoot, bend. Okay, bounce, double, diagonal, shoot, bend. Blah, 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 blah. They can't cross their path. The, what's the shortest way around? Did they exit the jump on the correct lead? And if they did, blah, blah, blah. So I had to remember all this stuff, write it down for the rider, and then Daniel will turn to me after, and he'll ask a question. Because here I am scribing this stuff, and I'm like, uh... I don't know, 17, you know, how many chips and longs, uh, two. (laughs) So I had my own little pressure clinic by writing all this stuff down. (laughs) Oh my God. It was totally humiliating and total fun. Now, did you, were you able to see, was it really, really obvious? Obviously you were, you know, you were in a way auditing. Is it, was it really, really obvious when the light bulbs would come on, when you would see the riders get it? Here's the thing. You could see it in their riding. Yes. Um, they learned. You can actually, the, the best part was that you can watch the rider learn. Um, so their first go around with each of the patterns was a hot mess, a hot mess. And then they figure out what they did wrong, which is very, really, usually very simple. And they just, they got up tight. As soon as they relaxed, their brains were able to memorize what they were supposed to do far more clearly. Um, some of them didn't. Some of it, it took three or four rides. But you were also able to, you were able to see the way each rider processed what they learned because it showed in their very next ride. He's really taking them, you know, you probably learned this too. Is if you're ever in sales or marketing, you learn the four stages of competence. And, you know, they're unconscious incompetence, which means you don't know anything about anything. You don't even know what you don't know. And then there's conscious incompetence, which means you're starting to figure out what you don't know and want to do something about it. And then where most of these riders were probably yesterday is conscious competence, which means they know how to do something, but demonstrating the skill requires maximum concentration. They really have to think about it. And where Daniel's trying to bring them is to the, that fourth level, which is unconscious competence, which means they can do it without, it becomes second nature. That yeah. is the longest gap. When you're going up those four sta- stages of no matter what you're learning, that stage between conscious competence and unconscious competence is, is huge. It takes a long time. And that's where he's trying to get those people. Yep. That's, and, and he does it. He's got it down to a science, literally. He's got it down to a science. Is he as humorous and fun in the clinics? Is he, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Even more so. Because you can see his body language and his facial expressions, which are just genuine and warm. Obviously, a lot of what he does is he does it and says it so much that it's well rehearsed. But it never feels... Like it's well rehearsed. It just feels very, he, this man loves to teach. He loves it. And you feel that 
every second you're in his presence riding with him or listening to him. Talk so, about somebody who's in the right job. <laughs> now, there's always one in every group of 12, the one. Was there the one, or did, did, you, did you get through a clinic without having the one? We, the clinic organizer was the one. <laughs> and she's my good friend, Kim. Um, we, I'd hope to have her on today, but she's got four kids, and that's, sometimes that just doesn't work out. The fact that she rode in the clinic yesterday was a big deal. Um, she has a gorgeous, gorgeous chestnut gelding. His name is Whiskey. And um, he is, he's a little hot, you know, until he's had some time to warm up. He's one of those horses. Who, he's a very talented young um, chestnut thoroughbred. Tells you a lot right there. And he really needs his warm-up time. Um, Kim, like most other adult mothers who ride and ride well, can't keep some of their anxiety out of their rides, you know. So it was interesting to see the dynamic between the rider and the horse and where the energy went. He had energy. He had positive, go, anxious energy. She had, you know, um, tension, motherly, performance anxiety. So the two of them are creating this energy. One wants to go forward. The other one wants to hold it in place. And so it, it was interesting to see how it was going up, you know. Mm -hmm. And then what Daniel did to help, he gave her a tool, a tiny little tool. And she took the tool. And my goodness, this woman made really good use of it because in less than 20 minutes, 15 minutes, they were like going around as if, they were just hacking it out on a loose rein. It was great. Well, that's terrific. Great. I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. That's what you hope happens when you're an instructor. <laughs> but he's so good at it. Like, he's so surgical and, and you know, and joyful about it. That there's, there's just like, I was like, there's no way Kim cannot make this work. <laughs> there's no way her horse is not going to settle down. It's just going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Well, and one damn, of the things he's does. great at is giving actual tools. I mean, tools that will, you know, will help you do it. And he says a really telling question, one very simple question he'll say, is that your horse? You know, so if a horse is really strong or if a horse is ornery or tense or whatever, the question he'll ask is, is that your horse? And a lot of the riders were like, what? And he would say, is, is what we're seeing right now typical for your horse? Is this just his personality? Um, and that was really the only question he needed answered in order to dig into his toolbox and find the right tool for that rider. It was great. Hmm. Like that somebody, but that's the nice thing about having a professional. This is why I think it's important for people to ride with trainers or to even attend clinics of this level, you know, at least once or twice a year. It's because you have somebody who can understand you your horse's individual dynamic and then their dynamic with you, the rider, in like 30 seconds. They can take a look at a situation and know exactly what they're working with. Um, or they'll know exactly what they're working with, you know, with one small piece of information. And, you know, give you what you need. It was, I'm incredibly humbled and thankful that I got the chance to, to participate in one of his clinics twice. Well, very good. And I know you, you talked to him about getting him back on the show and doing another episode as well. So Yes, he gets back to his home base in September when he's done with his tour and um, he can breathe again and restore his voice. And he's going to come on Stable Scoop and we're going to do another one-on-one -on -one and talk about... He has a new book coming out called Pressure Proof Your Riding. And he incorporated a couple of the um, concepts from that book into the clinic yesterday. And of course, I'm a big fan. Very good. Sounds terrific. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Oh, it was super fun. Oh, and then Gracie got to ride a pony, my friend's pony yesterday, who was quick and hard to get to canter, but Gracie's like bombing around the arena, smiling her little face <laughs> off. She's a speed demon. I'm like, give it time. That kid's going to be steeplechasing. Watch too much again. <laughs> much to your chagrin. She's going to love fox hunting, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> like she's going to be an inventor. You watch. <laughs> I don't care, just as long as she keeps that smile on her face. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, let's, uh, you know, believe it or not, we're almost running out of time already. Let's do this. Uh, oh, I got to tell you about my pony real quick. Yes, uh, PT. PT is doing great. Of course, I adopted a, uh, a rescue. I didn't adopt. I rescued a uh, hackney, about 12 two hands, uh, three weeks ago now. 
and he was skinny as a rail and on death's door, but uh, he's doing terrific. Uh, he's been through one one worming cycle and survived. We're doing that very gradually and on a plan that put out by uh, Dr. Wendy. So, and we've been feeding him up, and he loves food. And I've been taking him, we've been ground driving him. Just uh, drive, we don't have a cart or a harness. We kind of made one up because, you know, he's tiny, so we didn't have anything that would fit him. And uh, we've been ground driving him, and he's doing terrific with that. He, uh, he definitely had some training before. We weren't sure. And then uh, I've been taking him to build up his muscles because he doesn't have any, you know, pretty much everything wasted away. He was skin and bones. He, uh, I've been taking him on daily walks like the dog. So we've been going on adventure walks together. And he, <laughs> adventure and walks. And he loves that it. Is so cute. He's not scared of anything. Matter of fact, when I mow the lawn, he comes right up to the lawnmower and tries to eat the grass out of it. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not scared of anything. Anything mechanical, he doesn't care. Trucks, okay. cars, you know, t- that is very unhackney like. <laughs> So, um, so I think he's going to be a keeper. You know, we weren't sure when we got him. We thought, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fatten him up and we'll get him to be, you know, a little horse again. And then, uh, you know, we'll see whether we want to keep him or not. But uh, I think he is a keeper. His personality is terrific, especially for a hackney. He's really nice. Uh, I, li- I enjoy him. He's a lot of fun. A lot of personality. Oh, bless his heart. So, yeah, he's doing Well, great. he could not have landed in better hands. Well, he's having fun, and, and uh, I think he's going to make a, a, a really terrific little driving pony. So, and, then, and then hopefully I can talk Jennifer into getting a second one and having a pair. Oh! A pair of little Oh, I think we might have to have you on the Desperate Horse Wives episode now. <laughs> I don't think you can call yourself She's a horse husband. That. No, no, no. You just, you, it's, it's done. It's official. You just said it out loud, even if you whispered. It's official. You are talking about adding another horse. <laughs> To your, the two you have already, <laughs> it's done. Welcome <laughs> to the dark side. But I have to come up with a name for him. I don't know. PT is kind of you know it's it's okay, but it stands for poor thing, and it's what we were calling him to get through here, because uh, that's what everybody called him when they saw him as poor thing. But he's starting to not look like a poor thing anymore. So we have to come up with a name, and we always try and name our horses and ponies after Muppet characters. And I did not realize till I looked that there are 2,700 Muppet characters. Whoa! 2,700 from Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, and Fraggle Rock. I forgot about Fraggle Rock. So there's 2,700 Muppet characters. It's like, I'm looking through the names, and, you know, Count Von Count, Cosmic Fish... Um, I should be able to come up Chunky Cheese. <laughs> I should be able to come up with a Muppet name for him through one of these 2,700 Muppet names. <laughs> <sighs> I want to call him Cookie Monster, but because uh, but that's very common. That's kind of common. that is common. Yeah, that's no, you not, can... I have to come up with something that's not common. And of course, we already have a Beaker because our other horse's name is Beaker. Yeah, it could be Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah, that might fit. <laughs> Um, I know. He's kind of geeky, Gonzo, though. Yeah, Gonzo's kind of geeky. This is kind of cool. Matter of fact, for the first time yesterday, I put him out to eat grass. He gives a limited amount of grass every day. And he something startled him, and he squared off, and he put his neck up and his head up, and his ears were up. Yeah. And from a distance, he does look like... The one thing about hackneys is they look more like little horses than ponies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they're built more like little horses, and he really looked stunning when he was do- when he was doing that, so... Uh, so I have to come up with an appropriate, elegant name for him. Mm, uh, right. So it has to have a little elegance to yeah. it? Yeah. I guess Flute Snatcher doesn't work. That was apparently one of them. Um, How about Crazy Harry? <laughs> see, That's I, one. See, I can't use that one because Harry was my first hackney. Oh, okay. All right. So I can't well, use that one. How about, ooh, how about Floyd Pepper? Floyd. He was the, be- the basis. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was, wasn't he? Floyd Pepper. I forgot about he, him. That's kind of that's kind of um, you know, Floyd Pepper. That's that's regal. <laughs> Pep for short. Call, uh, or Floyd. Or I was Floyd. just thinking Floyd. <laughs> Floyd is that's a little bit more you, you know. Gonzo the Great. They had uh um Dozer was one of them. Uh Boy, there's a lot of who were all these characters? I know. Well, Wikipedia has a whole list. Grimly. Ralph the Dog. Uh, what were the names Eagle of the Scooter? two old guys up in the balcony? Um, what were their a, names? 
Good question, old guys Muppets. Just see, this is what I do, <laughs> yeah. old guys I, Yeah, I Muppets. don't know what their names were. These are my Google Statler and Waldorf. Oh, that's right, Waldorf and Statler, you're right. Waldorf and Statler. See, this is why I can't live without Google. <laughs> I have to know everything. I am, I'm sorry, I, it's my, my main character flaw of mine, but I'm a know-it-all. Why? Google! <laughs> you know, we I love... do know it all, or I can know it all. Did you grow up with the Muppets? <laughs> My dad watched very little TV, but the one show he would watch with us kids, so I have fond memories of it, is when the Muppets TV show was on it uh, once a week. And he would sit down and watch the Muppets with us. At night. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He would sit down and watch it. Muppets was, you know, was kind of an innovative show back then because they were brand new. They would just come out, and they had all these big-name guest stars on the show. And it was well, funny. <laughs> and it was one of the few um, not uh, primetime shows that didn't feature, like, live people. I mean, it did have live people. Remember, they would have, like, yes. really good guests. Yes, I remember. Like, really uh, big stars. They had big stars on that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah, did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, memory lane here. All right, well, we'll have to keep working on the name. Yeah. Well, if any of the so, listeners have an idea of a Muppet name that, that would be cute for a little hackney, let me know. Yeah. Uh, Otto. Otto. Nah, I Otto. Like Otto. I, I like Floyd Pepper. I do. <laughs> I like Floyd. Puppy Duck. <laughs> oh. How about Putri? <laughs> no. <laughs> pie. Do P-Y. Not. You had a pie. No. Do you have a pie? I had a pie. You had yes, a pie. pie. Yes, we pie. Can't yes he okay. belongs to someone new How now. about She's Pokey? Some... I can't get the little guy moving at all. He, he's Pokey? the slowest damn hackney ever. Just call him Pokey. No. You know what I've been calling him just as a nickname is Squirt. Squirt? Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. Was there any name oh. Squirt? Can we use that name? No, there's Pickle Puss and Pop. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that name. And I know. Bean Bunny. He'd want to go back to the lady that was starving him to death. <laughs> no, I know. That's my, that's my Captain Pighead. <laughs> Mr. Poodle Pants. Oh, I'm sure when we get into the actual driving mode, I'll be calling him a pighead a few times. <laughs> Sure, that'll happen. <laughs> I call my. I don't. Well, see, my horse is a gentleman, so I don't. I, I don't have to call him Piggy or anything anymore. He's just Mister Silly Pants. <laughs> it is fun when you're trying to pick out a name for your horse, though. It is fun. I. But you know what? When my horse Pie, I changed his name. He came to me with a different name, and um, I changed it. And that's what we're doing, too, you know. But he was, like, nine, so I'm like, oh, I think I'm on the edge of the whole Murphy's Law thing. If I change it, you're going to have bad luck. Well, of course, I had pie, and that was the year I tore my ACL. So when I got Brody, I was like, uh-uh, no way, I'm not changing his name. I don't care how much I hate it. I will build a show name around it. <laughs> I'm not changing his name. So his, his bar name is Brody, and if I ever show him, if I ever get around to it, I'm going to call him um, Bad Hat Harry, which is from Jaws. That's from Jaws, right. Yeah, yeah that's one that's bad right. hat, Harry. Yeah, that's right. I Chief remember Brody. So, so maybe you sh- – so PT, you got to keep PT. And then just add something to it. Yeah, so like, like maybe you can – if you look through the list of Muppets, find something with a P. That, that, that's a good like last name. That, that's a good idea. And then, well, here's the T's. There are no P's. There's only... P.T. Paco. Well, <laughs> P.T. Paco. Well, there's Paul Revere Horse, Penguins, Pops, Prairie Dogs, and that's it. Oh, mm. but I'm looking. Here's a whole list of names. Pedro was one of them. Was a uh, Muppet? Uh-oh. Jennifer's coming in. She's listening to this. What's the name? Scooter. I forgot about Scooter. Scooter. He kind well, of is a Scooter. Why don't you call him P.T. Scooter? Scooter. I P. T. love Jennifer Scooter. Yay. I love oh, it. That's great. That's a terrific name. P.T. Scooter. Job. Oh, my God. That's now, awesome. Which one was Scooter? Click on Scooter He's there. Is he a little orange? Oh, yeah, yeah. Scooter's the one with the big eyeballs. He's the orange guy with the jacket and the big eyeballs. I wait, I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. Yeah, you'll know as soon as you look at which one Scooter was. Oh, we love Scooter. Yeah, he's got that personality, too. Good one, dear. Oh, my God. The Muppets have their own wiki. There's a Muppet wiki. There's a Muppet wiki. (laughs) Yes, there is. They have their own wiki. (laughs) Yeah, Muppet Muppet wiki. Yeah, Muppet wiki. He is Scooter. That's it. We did it. We came up with a name. We can end the show now. Scooter. And we can stop boring the listeners to death. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that name, PT Scooter. Good idea. This was a combination of you and Jennifer coming up with that. See, this is how we do our show names, people. This yes, is exactly, exactly right. how it works. Yep. You, you got to hear the creative process firsthand. PT Scooter. I'm going to have to add that to the title of the show now. So I'm going to have to do that. All right, Helena, thank you so much again for the last five years. It's been a joy. We're going to get to see you next week. We'll have a show next week, but we're also going to get to see you next weekend and uh, get to hang out and have some fun together. We are going to have some fun. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this fifth anniversary show, our fifth anniversary episode, number 260 of Stable Scoop. If you've been listening since the beginning, our deepest, deepest thanks. And- oh, thanks. I- oh, <laughs> <laughs> our deepest thanks and if you're new to the show stick around because there is going to be a whole lot more and we are so happy to have you see you everybody this is the part where you don't screw up the ending like you have for the last five years oh alright well, oh right yes. well you're, not, you're supposed to set me up okay well that's it for this week Alina well Glenn I think that's plenty but there will be more next week Until then, happy scooping. Mm